of Yahweh again you bring me to allow me to be a conduit for your truth, your knowledge, your wisdom, your spirit, Lord God, that I share this with brothers and sisters, and whosoever has an ear to let them hear, to share your gospel, to share the gospel of Jesus, my Lord Christ, anointed to come and sacrifice for my sake, and for anyone who hears and believes for their sake, for all to have an opportunity to come to glory, Father God. Abba Yahweh Amma, Yeshua Amma, Baraklitos Amman. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. And, um, you know, we went through a number of um, sharing that I did with you, a number of sharings. And we were talking about perspective. I was sharing perspective different points of view. You have to remember something, brothers and sisters. Perspective is always an import because it will feed your mind, which then either calms your heart and persuades your heart or just allows discouragement to fill in. And it's really, um, it's a sad thing that I see that there are many Christians that have decided on having a perspective shown and they accept that and it's wrong. They go down that path and they listen to the white noise interference. I have done so. We all have done so. And the thing that is important is that you have to remember, you must remember and not succumb to that poison is that God gives us an opportunity for repentance and he allows that we can come to him for that. We share with him, we lay it on his, on his altar and he accepts it. He gives us a hug, he brings us in. He says, yes, of course I do. I love you, you're my child. And there is... The devil keeps trying and saying, well, you know, you can't do this because now you did that. And you you can actually feel like you can go and read the Bible or that you can pray or talk to God after you did that. And many believe that thing. And then what he likes to do is he loves to get up and stir and agitate. And... One of the uh, one of his favorite places to do that is in church. Oh yeah, in the house of God, Satan gets his little minions to get in there and stir and agitate things up, and it's one of his favorite places to be. And you say, "Oh well, he can't do that." I've shared this with you before. Yes, he can. His little minions can get a piggyback ride in there from somebody that's harboring something, or they just come into a group. And what they do is they stir up distraction, they stir up agitation, they stir up uh, envy. Oh, that person's doing this. I, I should be doing that. I have that strength. I can do that. I can do that. Well, here's the thing that you have to realize and understand. It's not up to you. Okay? That's God's house. God has decided where he wants certain people to be. He's got something for you. Seek it. Seek it. Seek that thing. Seek his face, and he will give you all the desires of your heart. Remember the thing of it is that you have to seek first the kingdom of God. 
seek his will, seek his way, seek his opportunities and his plans that he has for you, the direction that he has wanting you to go. You know, you want to be a bookkeeper, you want to be an accountant, you want to do this and that and the other thing, but he doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to do something else. You have to be willing. You have to be able to understand that God's got plans and what those plans are, he may not have openly revealed to you right away, but he will. And if he's got you going a direction, walk that way. You know, just walk that way. God's plans. I've got this thing that has got me in a bit of a tizzy now, but God says not yet. So I have to sit back, take a breath and pause. And not yet. I prayed about it, but I got to let it go. And Satan wants me to keep going and grabbing it, picking up and pestering God about it. But that's not what it's about. See, Satan likes to do that. He likes to get you doing opposite of what you're supposed to do. He'll get into your mind and he gets you thinking and believing that it's your thought process, but it's not. You have two thoughts. One is either with the spirit or one is contrary to the spirit. And he loves to get in there and drive you to be contrite. So if you've laid something at the altar, you don't go pick it up, bring it back, and then pray about it again, and then go put it back. It, it, but see, Satan Satan and his minions, he loves to feed that poison, that white noise interference into our brains. Well, tell God again. He didn't hear you the first time. Remind God again. He didn't hear you the first time. Now, there are some things that are in fervent prayer, which means that you pray earnestly, you stay in prayer, and you continue in prayer. And it could be about the same thing. But the Holy Spirit guides that. Satan will get in your mind and get you to believe that God didn't hear you. When you start hearing, when you start, and you will, mark my words, you'll hear things like, he hasn't answered yet. Try again, he didn't hear you. There was interference, try again. What interference? The only interference there is when you pray in open prayers that Satan will hear and he will send his minions to pester and bother. That's the interference. And he sends out white noise. Otherwise, God does hear. God hears and he saves all the prayers of the saints. That's shown in the vision to John on the island of Patmos. Incidentally, we, <clears throat> the members of the churches that have accepted that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, we are, we are the saints. The saints referred to in the Bible. And they're never, it's never in a singular form. Never in a singular form. It's always plural. And God saves the prayers of the saints and he saves them in golden vials in his temple because he likes the sweet savor when he opens the bottle and that incense that fills his nostrils. He loves that. And it's declared in the Bible, the truth. Here's the thing that we have to understand is that our heart as Solomon, Solomon shares, 
in the book of Proverbs. It's a Our heart is a wellspring. If we go into Proverbs, and we're going to go into Proverbs 16. I'm going to share with you there. And... This is why I pray for God's knowledge and his wisdom to share with me. I'm going to share some of the words that that Solomon, Solomon shares with us. Starting in verse 13. Righteous lips are delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. When you speak the truth, it's not just right, not just right what they want to hear, because you have to understand that in this plane of existence that we're on, they claim that those that are right are the ones that are in agreement. You had a very sad situation that happened with some young athletes and because these women refused to go along with what was being done on trying to be persuaded of their teammates because of their faith they were ostracized alienated made fun of and ultimately given the boot off the team and yet they were the top players but because of their faith because of their belief in God and their walk with God. However, and they were they were speaking righteousness, but they were not speaking right, according to the leaders of the team. And they're taking counsel against them. So right does not mean righteousness. You must be able to discern the difference. Don't acquiesce, step down, step aside, in compromise and say, oh, okay, I'll agree with you because, you know, I want to be this or I want to be that and you hold that authority. So, okay, I agree and, and I apologize that, that I read that wrongly in the Bible. Oh, that's cowardice. That is stepping down in cowardice and stepping aside in compromise. You do not compromise the word of God. You do not apologize for the word of God. God does not need you to apologize for a thing, he says. Everything that God says is righteous and upright. You practice being righteous and upright and say it righteously, not just rightly. Right words lead to compromise. And leaders and elders like compromise. If you can compromise and you agree with them, whether right or wrong, they will term it right. And now you're on, oh, you're on my side. Good, you're right. No, you're wrong. You forsook righteousness 
for being right. There is a difference. You need to seek discernment in that and seek the Holy Spirit and do not compromise the word of God. He does not need you to apologize for anything. And it comes back to something I shared quite some time ago. And, and this was this was a... This was... Um, a name I had heard a long time and I wasn't sure who he was. And then I learned who he was and I liked his, I liked his, uh, sayings. I even liked his anecdotes and, but I liked the fact that, that, um, he was at one time respected by me and I lost a great deal of that because he compromised. He apologized to a group of individuals for speaking the truth directly from the Bible. And then, because they made a big deal about it, he came back and said, well, you know, I'm sorry um, that I said it that way. He read it straight out of the Bible. Is a problem that I have. He read it straight from the word of God. And then he said, well, Maybe I could have said it this way, or maybe I could have said it that way, or maybe uh, maybe God didn't mean it that way. Excuse me. If God didn't mean it that way, he wouldn't have said it that way. And who are you with any kind of authority that you think that you have to change the word of God, the truth, from his knowledge and wisdom, and then you're going to change it so they're not mad at you anymore? Hmm. Sounds cowardly. Sounds exactly contrary to what the word says. Stand boldly, stand upright, do not step down, do not step aside, and do not be confrontational. Now, he wouldn't have been confrontational if he could have said, well, I'm sorry that you accepted that way, but this is the word of God and it is true. And it's his truth that I believe in. Period. Could have said that and not said anymore, not gone anywhere. And let them get all upset and as mad as they want. But they threatened the cancel culture deal. So this individual got more concerned with his podcasting and his uh, programs and all the stuff that he was doing and, and going through. He got more concerned with that than the truth and the wisdom of God. Oof. That's unfortunate. That is indeed unfortunate. So as continuing, as Solomon is talking about the... uh, Wisdom and knowledge. We're going to go down Proverbs 16, 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather to be chosen, rather to be chosen than silver? What Solomon is saying is, that knowledge and wisdom 
is far better. And if you remember that, that Solomon was given an opportunity by God, said, you ask me for any gift, any gift, and it's yours. And Solomon asked for God to share his knowledge and wisdom with him. Didn't ask to be the wealthiest, didn't ask for anything. He, he asked for God to share his knowledge and his wisdom. And it was purported that Solomon was indeed the wisest man that walked the face of the earth at his time. And he became wealthy. And he became one of the greatest kings ever because of his knowledge and his wisdom. And people would come far and wide to seek his knowledge and wisdom. Further reading, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Pride goeth before the destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Perfect sense, because... Those who are of a humble spirit aren't seeking to get more from who they can. They're satisfied with what they have. They're satisfied with what, they, what God has shared with them. But you have those who are, um, and I think this might be where the saying came from, there is no honor amongst thieves. You're in a group of thieves and they're going to try to steal the rest of it so they can have more. Seen that play out too many times. And besides that, Hippocrates uses it in movies all the time. Hardly ever do you see a movie where you have a bunch of thieves and they go and they take something and then they're satisfied with that share. Oh no. They try to figure out how they can get the rest. But if you're humble and you stay upright in righteousness and you seek guidance from the Holy Spirit, the truth and wisdom of God, all is right. Simply follow that path. And we have to remember, too, that knowledge is food, wisdom that God provides and shares with you is better than food, gold, silver, better than sustenance if you seek that in there because he's going to show you with his wisdom, his collection of the knowledge that he's had from beginning, the ancient of days, that that knowledge has just grown and grown, and he's going to share things with you when you seek his face, and he's going to share that with you.
A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. What does that mean? Well, that means that your brothers, <laughs> you're going to have issues with your brother. And it happens. One way or another, that comes into play. Why? Because you share the same roof, you live closely, and you see things that are going to bother you about your brother, and he's going to see things that bother you about, bother him about you. And it comes. And your friend, your true friend, doesn't see so much and is willing to overlook certain things that, that slip. And you have to just remember that you follow God's path. You follow the Holy Spirit. Staying upright, staying courageous, staying bold. This I like this one here because I've seen many alleged Christians doing this. Sadly, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. I see individuals that claim to be Christians. They're walking. It doesn't mean that you have to be bouncing around and joyful and all this stuff. But if you come to the house of God to worship God, you should be joyful in your heart. I see individuals that act like they had a choke chain around their neck and they're being pulled in. And you can almost see the spirit of them pushing against back, trying to backpedal out, but somebody's got a choke chain on or a choke collar on them and pulling them in to the church. And their countenance, their face is so, ooh. And they stand in the worship service. The worship is supposed to be raising your hands, praising God in adoration to the Lord God Almighty who made all things and is your salvation. But they stand there with their hands in their pockets and their shoulders are slumped over their countenance is that of absolute sadness and a broken spirit. See, I, I find difficulty in understanding. Yeah, you go through a lot of things. Who isn't going through a lot of things? I certainly am. And I count it strength for my, for my faith and my uprightness because that's what it does. These testings and these things that go on increase our strength and help us. They fortify my faith. And quite actually, I'm, it's hard sometimes, but I'm thankful for going through these because I, then it tells me that I am doing something that God really wants me to do, and it bothers the devil because they go and report to him, and he sends double the number. He sends double, double the attacks. Okay, bring it on. Come on. I have been given authority to step on the heads of serpents and scorpions and face the devil himself, the enemy himself, as the Bible says. Satan is not all-powerful, all-knowing, and always here. He's not. Why do you think he has the minions doing his bidding? Because he's lost his heavenly attributes. He has none. 
Don't fear him. He confuses, he gets you to believe the words are true and he can change his appearance so he can become very frightening. But just remember, it's a facade. It's hypocrisy wood presented by Satan to drive you by fear. When you become fearful, you act and react abnormally, not the way you normally would, and that's what he desires to happen. Fear not. Be not discouraged, be not dismayed, for I, thy Lord, thy God, am with you, whithersoever thou goest. The enemy cannot come because the righteous right hand of the Lord God is holding on to me. The Holy Spirit walks with me and my Lord Jesus gave me authority. I have to remember to declare that and claim it. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, there's some times where I err and I do not, and then I come back and I repent and I, forgive me, that, that's mine. You gave that to me and I didn't claim it. My mess up, forgive me for that. Every single one of us has been given. When he, Here's the thing that many forget is when you read the Bible and Jesus is talking to the disciples, who do you think you're, he's talking to? Peter, Paul, James, Andrew, Thaddeus, Nathaniel, Philip, Thomas. You think he's talking just to them? He's not. He's talking to us because we are disciples. We are his students. We are learning from the word of God, the Holy Spirit that guides us. We are disciples if we are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, anointed of God, Christ Jesus, the gospel of God the Father through the entire Old Testament. You read from the front to the back, from the back to the front, regula fidele, rule of faith. We're told and instructed to do so. And that's what we do. So that's what we share, the gospel of God the Father, the gospel of Christ the Son, the only begotten Son of God, and the word of truth, his knowledge and his wisdom. And that's what we do. We stand bold and upright and courageous. And remember that God loves us. This is like that preacher I saw on the stage. A wicked man taketh a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. Man gets up there on stage and says that God was, we've been teaching the John 3, 16 wrong. God's condemning. No, he's not. He's perverted the word of truth. Perverted the word of truth. He's a thief and a liar and a wicked man, but he can repent. I pray that that be done. To say that God is condemning us? No, he's not. You took it out of context. Read further. If you don't hear, listen, and take Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the only begotten Son of God, and believe that he came for you, you condemn yourself. God's not condemning you. You've condemned yourself and said, I don't want to believe that. That's hokey. That's not even, uh, I don't want to believe that. Then you have condemned yourself. Just like the career criminal 
they keep doing it and going back and doing it and going back, go back to jail. And sometimes, and then when they get so old, and I've seen this, they get so old, they have no place to go and they want to be warm and they want to eat. So they let themselves get arrested and they have to go away for a short while. They get fed and they have a place to sleep. They're content. So, what we have to do is we have to seek God's truth, his knowledge, his wisdom. Take to heart the truth, knowledge, and wisdom of the Lord God Almighty. And we have to know we have to know we have to know that that God provides these things for us because he loves us. And we have to know that the word of God is in his truth and that we have to always be righteous, upright, truthful, and honest. Proverbs chapter 11, I'm going to read the first three verses of that because it talks about the truth. A false balance is abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. When pride cometh, <clears throat> then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them. But the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. What does that mean? Well... Back in the day, folks used to complain about the butcher putting a, a, a dishonest butcher would put his thumb on the scale to run it up a few ounces and make the price go up. And word would get around to the honest butcher and to the who, one who is dishonest. Talk of the town. Why do you want to be the talk of the town? Do you want to be the talk of the town because of your goodness, kindness, uprightness, and your courage to speak the truth in the face of adversity? God will guide your steps. God will hold you with his righteous right hand. He will be your banner. He will be your shield. <clears throat> so if you walk that way, but here's the truth be told about that as well. Not all will be accepting. And there will be those who will dismiss and attempt to diminish. But speak the truth. Stay in the truth. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. If you say yes, it will, then it will. If you say no, it won't, then just don't do it. 
speak truthfully, speak righteously, always stay upright, be bold and courageous in the Lord. It will be fortification. It will keep you upright. Just stay true to the word. Stay truthful. Stay honest. Stay righteous. Be bold. Be courageous. Do not step down in cowardice. Do not step aside in compromise. And don't confront people. You don't need to become confrontational. Remember I shared some time ago about bullet prayers? I'll forget sometimes in, in the, what they call the heat of the moment. It's happening really fast, but you always have to remember to stay on it. And I'm getting better at it. Pop off that trigger and shoot a bullet prayer up to the Holy Spirit. I call it that because it's quick, it's done, and it travels quickly, and it's said quickly, and, and it's done, and the Holy Spirit is right on it. You do not need to be confrontational with anybody. I'm, I'm in a position in, in the customer service that I have to perform and the things that I have to do, but it's, doesn't, it's not righteous for me to be confrontational with somebody. They're not being right, and it's causing a problem. I mean, I use verbal direction, and they don't want to answer. Then I quickly turn it over to the Holy Spirit and, and let him know that I need help. And there are many times, many occasions where I have seen the person and the one I believe I shared with you, it looked honestly as though somebody had grabbed him underneath the armpits on each side. And actually, he I can't deny what I saw. I won't deny what I saw. I know what I saw. It looked as though he was picked up underneath the armpit of each arm. And you know, you've probably seen it in movies where a guy tries to get in. The security guys come up and they grab him under each arm and they start walking him out. And he can barely touch the ground and they're walking really fast. And he's trying to keep up with them and, and he can't really touch the ground. Well, that's kind of, that's very similar to what I saw. <laughs> this guy was literally up. On his toes and 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 why? But it, it looked as though someone had him under each armpit. Nobody there. Nobody was helping him out. He was he was not going on his own, but he was kept looking over his shoulder. He was trying to to smart mouth and say something back, but his mouth was closed. His his tongue wasn't working. His words weren't coming, and he was moving quickly to the back door, which I shut right away as soon as he went out. The Holy Spirit guides and protects. The Lord guides and protects. He is there. His truth, his knowledge, his wisdom. Share that. Be truthful. Be upright. Be courageous. Be bold. Don't be arrogant. Don't be confrontational. There's no reason to be confrontational. If you're speaking righteousness and truth, if they don't want to hear, remember this thing here too is that all have been given a choice. All have been given an opportunity to either say yes or no. God wants us to choose righteously. He wants us to abide with him by choice. And yes, he could have made us so we all just go down, but that's he made us to love and to want that. To desire that. I want to be and abide with my Lord God. I want his love. 
I want to love him. I want to be with my loved ones. I want to be an heir and a joint heir with Jesus in heaven, the kingdom of heaven. God gave me a degree. Goodness gracious, he gave me a university degree. I have the authority to speak his words, his truth, his knowledge, his wisdom. He lets me into his treasury. My gosh, I can't even explain to you what that feels like to walk into this. I've shared with you what the vision was that he gave me that I saw this. I'm walking into a treasure house full of minerals, precious minerals, gems, jewels, all manner of precious metals. And I walk in and I can't see the back of the building from the front door. I can't see the walls on either side. And I look up and I can't see the ceiling. And all the shelves from floor to the ceiling are full. From wall to wall is full. From front door to the back is full. And every time I go in and I sweep these treasures, which is the word of God, into the basket and bring it out and share. And I turn and I look over my shoulder, that place that I just emptied in the shelf, bubbling up like an artesian well. Minerals, jewels, gems, treasure, again, in that same place. And that place that I just emptied is now full again. This is the God's bounty, our Lord God Almighty. It does not run out. He does not run out. He does not. Everlasting to everlasting, our Lord God, the Ancient of Days, from the beginning Without end, we are his, and he promises that love for us. You are in my prayers. Am I going out, my coming in, as I remind you each and every single day? You are in my prayers. Be blessed.